Are you ready? A shot of wrestling. Episode 262. And away we go. Break some dead shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We are about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Oh, so take a shot. Oh, yeah. I'm a street breaker. I'm a heartbreaker. This is my dawn. I'm a more breaker. Strict man, nature boy, about to seek and destroy. It's an SOW. Let me hear you make noise. Take a shot, boy. Is that the message you got? We about to go live, but you're ready to rock. So take a shot. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 262 of A Shot of Wrestling. I'm your host, at Michael J. Putty. And uh, from the bottom of my heart, I hope everyone is having a great day. Except you, Jamie Spears. F yourself. Had to get that off my chest. As I mentioned last week, Marcus D. Schwan is not here. Had to call in the big guns. Green Man is with us today. Green Man, how you doing, buddy? Michael J. Putty, it is beyond a pleasure to be back here on A Shot of Wrestling. But if we're going to do this... We got to take this back. So do you mind if I do the introduction now? No, no problem. Because I know Marcus, he does a shitty job at it. So let me, let me it's show all, it's all about him. him. Let me show him how it's done. Cause we know he's listening. Yep. Ready? Yep. Are you ready? I'm born ready. Live from Omega Studios, it's a shot of wrestling. On today's show, wrestling releases. Interview with basketball ass coach Greenman. And SOW presents for your consideration. Now, here's your host, the man who will learn why air is no longer free at gas stations, the heart and soul of a shot of wrestling, Michael J. Putty. That's how it's done. That's that's old school. That's how it's done. Well done. You know, I had to do it that way. By the way. Do you know why air is no longer free at gas stations? No. Because inflation. <laughs> oh, man. I had to do it that way also because I know you're a, you're a big Team Coco fan. That's right. And he just uh, bid farewell uh, to late night television. So I knew it, it, we had to bring that into this conversation. You know, you're you're a big guy who loves – his late night talk shows yeah. and uh, Team Coco, uh, Conan O'Brien was was a big fixture in, in your late night watching. That's right, my number one man, my number one guy, gone. What are we gonna do now? I don't know. Sad. Really it is sad. very sad. I remember you got tickets for us to go see him at um, the Apollo Theater. Yeah, that uh, theater uptown, the Apollo. Yeah, man. So it is very sad. Yeah, and that's how we started doing that intro. We had the. We had the old school gold dust like rock theme we used to do. And he yeah, started, yeah. started doing that. Like, let's do like like Andy Richter does or Conan O'Brien. I'm like, okay, let's give it a shot. We did that for like almost a year. Until we met Padiac. Uh, it it was a very privileged uh, a moment to be uh your Andy Richter. So yeah. thank you for giving me the opportunity, my friend. No problem. Anytime, buddy. Anytime. But yeah, Coco will be missed. Only for a short time. He's going to HBO Max. So uh it's gonna be different, but I'm curious to see what he comes back and how he comes back. I think I can hold out until then. What did you think of that, like, farewell monologue that he gave out? Oh, you want to talk about this? Okay. You know, hey, this that's what it's all about, you know, intro talks. So, you know, I'm a big Conan fan. I see Conan O'Brien is going to be on from 10 to 11, then from 11 to 12. 
I'm like, oh, is that a two-hour episode or is it a one-hour episode? They're airing twice for some reason. They put it the 10 o'clock hour and the 11 o'clock hour. So I'm watching a friend of mine, Irwin, comes over. Like, nice, you, want, nice. you know, tonight's Conan O'Brien's, Conan O'Brien's last show. You know, when he ended the Tonight Show, I was in a hotel room with a beautiful woman, but now I'm stuck here with you. Let's make the most of it. <laughs> so he's, yeah, turn that shit right on. So he turned it on, and uh, we were late. We were watching it delay, and it cuts out at 11 o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck, man? I, he, he has to come back and say goodbye somehow. Right, right. So I turn on the 11 o'clock recording, and I make it five, five ten minutes later. Mm. I'm like, all right, let me go watch. Because I see on Facebook they posted the message. It's 15 minutes long. Like, did they cut it out of the show? I turn on the 11 o'clock recording. It's a full 15-minute monologue. Goodbye. Thanking everybody. So good thing they, re- they had two errands or I'd have fucking missed it. I was so pissed. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of people are pissed. A lot of people probably missed it. But it was a nice. It was beautiful. It was uh, heartfelt. Very poignant. A lot of a lot of inspirational words there. And uh, good man, man. He's a good man. Good dude. He he is a good man. I, I think one of the things that stuck out to me was when he was, uh, he was thanking uh, the person who brought him to TBS. Yeah. You know, and he said, you know, we want you here. We, we don't want to change you. We want you to do your thing. We're going to support you with whatever you do. And he kept his word to it. So this is how I spin it into wrestling now, because, you know, that monologue, the farewell monologue could be easily interpreted as a promo. Okay. Uh, you know, you had Ric Flair when he did his retirement speech and he did his promo on Monday Night Raw. You have, um, you know, Daniel Bryan, when he said his grateful speech, when he had to retire, when Edge had to retire, he gave his own speech as well. Uh, But it definitely uh, tugged at the feels for a little bit. But, you know, when wrestlers are giving their farewell addresses and they're saying goodbye, they want to thank, you know, people that were close to them, like their trainers, their parents, their best friends, people who, who helped them in the business. Never once have I heard someone say, Thank you, Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. for allowing me to be who I am and, you know, just just letting me be me and putting this rocket of the WWE behind me and supporting me in everything that I do. Um, so I just found that really interesting because this is one of the reasons that I like Conan O'Brien and I liked him a lot more when he was able to do his own thing in TBS and he started touring and he started doing shows in other venues yeah. instead of just like a, a small studio in New York City. You know, so uh, it, it just this is how we're turning around because, you know, there were a lot of releases today. So all these people are not going to thank the WWE, uh, you know, for like Vince McMahon. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. Uh, uh, you know, I couldn't have done it without you for supporting me and believing in me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it just it's just not how the wrestling business works. But maybe uh, the wrestling business could appreciate what Conan has gone through and maybe take that into their own account. You do see somebody here and there when they do get released, they'll thank Vince, Triple H, and Stephanie, but you know, doesn't, some reason doesn't come off genuine. I just feel like they have to say it, not to burn that bridge. Not to burn the bridge, exactly. But yeah, TBS, going back to wrestling, TBS gave Conan, quote-unquote, creative control, do whatever the hell he wanted, and uh, it paid off, man. Some of his remotes were the best, his interviews were the best, his skits. No one else like him, man. No one else does that stuff anymore. He didn't mind being self-deprecating, make himself look stupid. Mm-hmm. Something I don't mind doing. That's where I got it from. I don't mind making myself look stupid or sound stupid. And um, he, no one else does that these days. It's a, it's a lost art form. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, speaking of, of being a little stupid, uh, you know, that's one of the things that he encouraged people to do. Like that was part yeah. of it. Like 
you know, do what you love and do it with the friends that, that you know, have passion for it. But uh, the best creativity really lies when you're a little bit stupid and, yeah. and a little bit of genius come together. And I think that's why a shot of wrestling really works, you know, because, you know, our dynamic between you and I are so different. Yeah. You know, you and Mark are so different. You may share the same common interests of wrestling, but when it comes to like your walks of life and your experiences, completely different. And I think that's what makes a, a good show. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. It's, it's hard to blur the line between stupid and smart. Anytime we did something stupid, mm-hmm. there was something smart in there. And that's what I kind of hope this show is about. Every time we do something stupid, there's something smart in there. There's a point to what we're, we're, us being stupid or me being stupid. And hopefully it comes across and people get it. People do because people are still listening. So, Yeah, no, absolutely. Um Michael J. Pretty, there's another reason why I am here, and hopefully while, why you will allow me to have some extra time on a shot of wrestling for the upcoming weeks, upcoming months. Um, I recently was involved in an accident, got hit by a New York City cab. It's nuts. Um, so I'm a real New Yorker now. Yeah. I'm official. I got my New York City uh, experience. Had to wait till I'm 39 to break a bone in my body. My ankle's broken. I'm going to be going into surgery on Wednesday. But uh, this uh, hopefully will free up my Friday nights a lot more. So hopefully meet with you guys, talk a little wrestling, and uh, get connected again. Because for a while, I haven't been connected to wrestling, you know? Yeah, because you're you're being a dick and decided to connect with your family. Like, you know, no one can blame you for that. Like. <laughs> I decided to go have a baby yeah, what, and what, buy a house. What the, such a jerk. What, what a mark. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, next yeah. Time, hopefully next time you're in the show, we can uh, get the show started on time and not spend it almost an hour trying to connect and get you uh, audio working. You know, it, it's not a shot of wrestling with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man if we don't start after midnight. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So tired. It's a bad week to do that. How'd you get hit by a cab though? Like, how did like I was not getting hit by a car? I got hit by a bus once. You got hit by a bus? Yeah. No way. Technically, the bus. I hit the bus, but whatever. Okay. It was raining. The bus was parked, so I did that thing where you, for some reason, you come in like a turtle and like hunch your shoulders up to protect <laughs> you from the rain, even though the rain's gonna get wet anyway. So my head's down. I'm crunched up, and I just walk smack right into a fucking bus. Like, oh the, my god. But I can't imagine getting hit by a like. Was it going? fast like did you fall I, I honestly i cannot imagine it either it happened so quickly um i was riding one of my, those little scooters yeah. you know those oh, little okay. uh, electric scooters uh so i'm riding the scooter and i get into the intersection and then next thing you know boom get hit by a cab i did luckily as i approached the intersection i was slowing down or else it would have been a lot worse it would have like the, a lot of things could have gone the wrong way was he um, so i'm very fortunate was that he, it was just uh was he blowing the light or was he blowing a stop sign well we can't go too much into detail of this accident oh le- but uh, legal, legal issues <laughs> uh yeah there are legal issues coming up but i'm happy to be here uh as soon as it happened it happened just at the right time of the week so i was able to reach out to you and be like hey you know what i'm gonna have extra time let me catch up on some wrestling uh so i could be ready for this show man great awesome I, mean, I hate the circumstances, but uh, welcome. Do you have one of those scooters now? Like you had to put your leg up and like roll around? I do. Actually, my mom, my mom had a, a surgery a few years back. And she's like, oh, do you need my scooter? I was like, yeah, bring it. Why not? It's actually pretty helpful. Yeah, I heard they're good, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty helpful. How was your week? Long. No sleep. 
tired, got through Father's Day. How was your Father's Day? Very good. A lot of people actually reached out to wish me a happy Father's Day. I uh, went to work that day. I got some nice gifts. I, I, I think this is the first year where I got official Father's Day gifts. Mm-hmm. Nice. Like tie socks. barbecue stuff. Oh, nice you know, a hammock. I got a nice hammock for the yard. Uh, but like they were like very dad gifts. So I thought that was really cool. Good job. And how was your milestone? Because we know, we know recently your, your father passed away. How was it this Father's Day? It was right. Got through it. Went out to dinner with my brother and my mother. You know, there's always something first. Got to the one month, got to the Father's Day in that same weekend. So we're good. We're okay for now. Like I said, it comes and goes. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a long process. But right now, we're okay. So. <sighs> it is one day at a time, baby. One day at a time. Yeah, man. That's what they say, right? That's right. Well, before we get to the news... If you don't mind, I like to get a little personal here. Maybe break some kayfabe if you mind. Okay. You know, loyal listeners in the show know that me and Marcus have a are busting each other's chops, right? But we're really right, good, right, right. We're really good friends behind the scenes. We just, we just like to have fun mm-hmm. here. You know, Marcus is diving headfirst into his uh, his new venture, his new company, local media. That's right. Talks about it all the time. But as a good friend of his, I know that his passion, his heart, is acting. Mm-hmm. I knew how upset he was when everything got shut down. You could tell in his face, the way he was talking, how sad and upset he was that he can't do what he loves to do. Well, productions are coming back, Abel. Hollywood's coming back. TV right. movies are coming back. He's dipping his toe in that Closer closer movie um, play he's doing. But I know his heart is really TV and film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take this moment to implore anybody who knows any producers, anybody who's doing shooting anything. If you need somebody... Hit up yourfavoriteactor.com, Mark Schwann, M-A-R-C-U-S-C-H-O-U-E-N. It's a hard name to pronounce, so just go to yourfavoriteactor.com. He's a talented actor, also a very narcissist. <laughs> you can check out his clips, some of his reels. You know, he's played good guys, bad guys, straight, gay, white, Spanish. He's very eclectic. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Including this big break. He was a cameo during Unforgettable, the big hit TV show with Poppy Montgomery. Well, I bring this up because I also know... Secretly, he told me behind the scenes. Probably hate me for telling this. He also kind of wants to break into musicals. Okay. He wants to check that off his bucket. He wants to check that off his bucket list. I know I can't talk okay. about that with him here. So again, if anybody's listening, anybody's putting putting together a musical, either on Broadway, off Broadway, Marcus Schwann is your man. And I mentioned that because now I got a clip we played last week of him singing, and I want you to take this <laughs> as an audition. Marcus Schwann has some pipes on him. So here's he does. The, the clip. Some of you might have missed it last week, but at the end of the show. So here's the audition of anybody willing, having an opening or musicals. Marcus Schwann, yourfavoriteactor.com, singing Backstreet Boys. And hope this works. Hope Mark gets to live his dream by performing in a musical one day. But I want it that way. Ain't nothing but a heartache Ain't nothing but a mistake Tell me why I want it that way It's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and the Green Man. Man, beautiful. 
voice of an angel. He sounds so good. Hope it works out for him. I I, I don't believe that that's his first time singing. I, I doubt it. it. Can't be. It can't be. He's a trained actor. He he's he's been trying to to really showcase his musical talents on a shot of wrestling. That is not his first time. No, it probably won't be his last time. No, it will not. Mics are always on. <laughs> Let's get into the news. Not much news this week, Green Man, except, you know, one huge story. And this is not a repeat, folks. This is not a repeat from a couple weeks ago. This is a brand new story. Slew of re- releases this week, including Killian Dane, the Bollywood Boys, Sunil Singh and Samir Singh, Marina Shafir, Arturo Rujas, Kurt Stallion, Fandango, Tyler Breeze, Everrise, Chase Parker, and Matt Martell, Tony Nice, Arya Davari, August Gray, and Tino Sabatelli for the second time. President Tony Khan held a meeting earlier this afternoon and made a decision on multiple cuts. Now, as of this recording, there are apparently more names set to be released, but have not been confirmed yet. There are also several names that ended up being released who weren't on the list to be released. And apparently, there's some people who were saved from the chopping block last minute. Now, of course, quote-unquote, these releases are part of budget cuts, air quotes. Now, regarding the non-compete clauses, Tony Nese has a 90-day non-compete clause. August Gray has a 30-day non-compete clause. Dane and the rest of them have 90-day no-compete clauses. They'll be free July 25th or September 23rd. Also interesting release this week, Green Man. WB writer Kenise Mobley was released. She was a writer who admitted publicly, publicly on the Asian Not Asian podcast earlier this week that she received the job without having any previous wrestling experience or knowledge. Insane. Now, you haven't been here during these releases, so what is your take on all these quote-unquote budget cut releases, and who do you think is next on the chopping block? I think originally the WWE uh, had just consumed a lot of their payroll uh, absorbing talent. A lot of it was due through uh, the attainment of Evolve, because a lot of those contracts kind of came with that deal. So Mm -hmm. you have Austin Gray, um, who I'm not sure if it came as part of the deal, but you could assume that that probably was the deal. But they were just gathering up so many people. And like we, you guys talked about it week after week. Like sometimes they would look like they were just grabbing these people up so no one else could have them. Mm-hmm. And the problem with that is then it doesn't allow the talent to really, you know, work at their at their prime because there's not enough TV time for all these people, you know. Um, and I understand that the WWE has other brands uh nxt uk nxt raw smackdown like all these different uh platforms where all these wrestlers could play but you know it was just too many too many people uh i'm not surprised by a lot of them a lot of these people that were on this list were very underly used and i would love to see them you know really succeed in wherever they choose to to go next surprised about ever rise because they just apparently have a live instagram show and they're pushing them as he's kind of dorky, doofusy, like fun idiots. So of course, I was those like, are the guys from NXT, correct? Yeah, most all these guys are from so, NXT. Most of them, are, anyway. So, so MJP, uh, you uh, about a week ago we had a conversation because I, I told you I wasn't too uh, enthralled in the product, and you're like, you know what, you don't you don't need to watch Raw and SmackDown that much. If you really want to watch some wrestling, watch NXT. Yeah. You know, that's really where where the action is. Like, you know, yeah, if you, you want, want to kill two storylines, good wrestling. So, you know, I watched NXT and I saw these boys last week on NXT and I was like, is this like a, like a ripoff of, of, uh, what's that team in, in AEW? The Young Bucks? 
you know they, they just reminded me very much of the young bucks like a really? collaboration maybe a, of the rockers and the young bucks and i was like is that an insult or a praise it's uh it's a uh, it's, it's not an insult it's not a praise it was uh, exactly. but i exactly. definitely saw it as the wwe's answer to the young bucks really isn't the young bucks like a good tag team like serious competitive tag team yes these guys just seem like they were jokes comedy act that like the santino morellas of nxt Mm. But you also have the Young Bucks now as, as a heel team being a little bit more comical in a snarky kind of way. So when the last bunch of releases, the big names last month or a couple weeks ago, I was hearing the next set of releases will be NXT-based, and this is, I guess, their answer to that. August Gray <laughs> is somebody who I'm not really too familiar with, but I remember I was excited about him getting signed to NXT because he got signed, I think, weeks after we did an interview with him. You did an interview with him on our show. Yeah. Like he, he was like, oh, here's his interview. And then like three weeks later, I think he was signed to NXT. I'm like, oh, let me keep an eye out for this guy. He's, he came out, had a couple of matches, and then he just haven't seen much of him since. I was like, that sucks. He did a good job with his gimmick in the independent scene. Uh, he had a match with a good friend of ours, Eric Jaden, at BCW. Uh, yeah, that's right. He, yeah. he gets over. One of the things that I did respect from him was that he's one of those wrestlers when he goes through the curtain, he really, really tries hard to get the crowd entertain so if you had like if you put him in a match after like something that has really just taken a lot of the energy out of the the audience like that is his match to come right after because he is so energetic he's very charismatic and i don't think the wwe nxt really showcased that side of him and that's fine i'm not arguing that they needed to showcase that because you know, for example, Frankie Monet, that's someone else that I was recognizing. I was like, this is a completely different character for her yeah. in NXT. And at first I was like, you know, why are they letting, putting this on her? Like she already is an established wrestler. She's known around. It's not like you're going to make me forget who she was. But, you know, a lot of it is a test to really make you better, you know, to really take you out of that comfort zone so you could grow and be better. And now I see Frankie Monet and I'm like, you know what, this this girl's taking it and she's taking it with stride and she's making something from who this Frankie Monet is. Now, unlike previous last two big releases, no disrespect to anybody, there aren't really huge, huge names here. I mean, Fandango and Tyler Breeze are probably the biggest, more popular names of the group, more noticeable. They have main roster experience. Do you see these guys going, any of these names I've listed, landing in AEW or Impact Wrestling? Or do think they'll go to Indies um, and hopefully the- rebuild themselves? I think the uh, the Fandango and Tyler Breeze could definitely be scooped up. I kind of would want to see Tyler Breeze more in uh, Impact Wrestling. I think he could definitely do a little bit better with the roster that they have there. Uh, there's a lot of names also that were that were previously like big stars in the independent scene. You know, Kurt Stallion, phenomenal wrestler. You know, a great in in ring technician. You know, Austin Gray, very like you meant, we mentioned, very entertaining. So I would love to see him back in the independent circuit, really uh, building their name and making themselves bigger and making promotions bigger because of where they're from uh, and where they've been. I, I want to know which is going to be the first Fed that's going to bring in Fandango, Tyler Breeze. Uh, as the fashion police get the ascension back in there mm-hmm. and Aiden English maybe back in the mix. Like that's that would be a killer show. And a shout out to us here in the local tri state area. Tony Nice, I remember WrestleMania, 
35? Everyone's loving this guy. Huge pop. He's a big name here in New York City, especially out in Long Island. I think he trained with the... Yeah, the trained uh, at NYWC. Yeah. Uh, so big name, oh, big shout out to NYWC. So I'm, I'm but, assuming uh, this... I mean, he's an awesome talent. I'm assuming he will have no problem signing somewhere. I mean, you want to get more familiar with Tony Nese, you can watch uh, our good friends, the Boulevard Bullies, in their segment. Nieces Pieces, a classic oh, right. yeah, I in I the that. library of the Boulevard Bullies. That's why I think I first heard his name. Yeah, that Nieces Pieces. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And then, boom, there he was. There he was. Now, since you, it's been a while since you've been on the show, and I asked uh, Mark Schwann this question a couple weeks ago, so I'll ask you quickly answer it. Is there fear amongst Impact and AEW where you have to, there's a certain line where you don't want to be that fed that lands former WWE guys? Like, Absolutely. Like, is there like a certain amount of people that they can sign before they get that stigmata of, oh, I get released, I'll just go to AEW then. Or AEW, that's just a, that's a, the cast off of WWE, right? Like, it's, a, it's a fine line they got to walk here, both feds, Impact and Impact's bragging about them bringing guys in at Slammiversary. They did it last year. I think they only brought two or three guys in, maybe. I just feel like it's, it's this narrow line they got to walk here. I think it, it's, you know, when you're when you're a wrestler and you've made it to the WWE, you know, the, one of the top promotions, you have really created a brand for yourself. So, of course, people are going to want you. I think it's smart for the wrestlers who are able to negotiate a contract where, let's say I could go to a Slammiversary and do maybe three pay-per-views right after, and then that's it with my contract with Impact, and then have then matches in you know, AEW or do a surprise run-in at an AEW pay-per-view, go to Japan and work out there, you know, and still work in the independent scene and picking up some money there. So, you know, the, the possibilities are endless. The possibilities really are endless. You have um, people like, like uh, that have left the E who have totally not even pursued other companies and started doing their own thing, yeah. you know? So they're, they have options. And I think that's one of the great things about, you know, supporting independent wrestling is that we're create, helping create those options for that talent when they come back. Who do you want to see? Do you, is there anybody on that list that you wouldn't want, that you would want to see at a, a local BCW Battle Club Pro show? I mean, Tony Nese, of course, and um, Fandango and Tyler Breeze. I mean, those guys were just comedic. They weren't taken seriously. They knew their role. They shut their mouths and knew their role, but they were they were excelling it. They killed it. Um, they were very fun to watch. They were good in the ring. When are they? Uh, you said their no compete ends so that they're able to work again. When the thirty day compete clauses end July twenty fifth. The ninety day compete clauses end September twenty third. September twenty third. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Because I'm thinking, I'm like, there's companies still that have not returned back in our area. Uh, NYWC has not done shows. Uh, they film shows uh, on YouTube and stuff, but during the pandemic, they haven't opened it up to the public. And I'm really excited to to be at a, a the return of Outlaw Wrestling uh, out of Williamsburg, uh, New York City. They always have a lively crowd, and they've always they were the the uh, Fed that brought in the Ascension once they were released. So I would not be surprised if one of these guys, uh, like a Tyler Breeze or a Fandango. Uh, surprise you at an outlaw show. You mentioned it earlier, just popping up here, then maybe popping up there. That's why I kind of really like what Matt Cardona is doing. He popped up in AEW. He was there for like, I think five shows. He popped up in impact. He was there for like a month, uh, two months, I think. Right. And then he, all of a sudden he popped up at uh GCW 
Yeah. So like you never know where this guy's gonna pop up. Right. So that's why I like. But what that's what that's what makes it exciting. You know, we came in into this world of independent wrestling. What like five years ago now? Exactly. I think like right? four, four years but, ago. Yeah. Because I think we did the show for like a year before we got into but it. Yeah. We were we were at a point where you know it was like the boom of independent wrestling. Like we got right in there where we were able to talk to a lot of these guys you know, hit them up on interviews right before they made it to, to a bigger platform. And, you know, then AEW opened up and it took a lot of the talent, you know, you, and the Orange Cassidy's, the Sammy Guevara's, the MJF's, they t- took them all. So, you know, kudos to them, but then it left a lot of people also behind still in the independent scene. And now new people have come up and new people have stepped up to really polish up their game. So I'm curious to know, like, are we approaching the next boom in the independent wrestling scene? So for these guys to be released and come back at this next boom, this is just going to be great for us. Going to be great. It's been a while since I've seen you talking about your relationships with any guys and hanging out at the bar and buying drinks and talking to them and doing interviews. I know you had a special connection, a little maybe a little flirt, man. So Sonny Kiss, how do you feel he's doing over there in uh, AEW? <laughs> concrete rose i walk into you know i walk into the elks lodge for a bcw show all of a sudden sunny kisses there and like i'm invisible he just goes oh hey green man and like gives you a hug and a kiss i'm like what the hell like i'm here too crop tops 365 <laughs> days a year baby it's all about those crop tops yeah, uh awesome. love sunny kiss shout out to sunny kiss over there um i think he's doing a great job if in the matches that he's been focused on, he's been uh, placed very well, like as far as the competition that he's been getting. Being partnered up with Joey Janela also, I yeah. thought it was really interesting at first. And I was like, you know, Joey Janela, Sonny Kiss are two guys who have proven they could stand on their own. They're great independent, uh, you know, single stars. Um, so it was very curious to see how putting them together, how that was going to be. And I think they're doing very, they did very well. So, um, Sonny Kiss is a unique character to say the least. And when I saw him pop up on AW, one of the first times I really watched AW and him pop up, he came out and did like a dance routine on top of the stage with the Jaguar cheerleaders. Like, this is fucking awesome. I want to see more of this. Yeah. I haven't seen it since. Well, you know, he competitively, he was a a cheerleader. That's where he gets a lot of gymnastics from his stuff. So, you don't see, you uh, you don't see people dancing with cheerleaders or doing professional dance routines. I'm like, this is unique. This is drawing me in. I want to see more of this. Come on, bring back Sunny Kiss, man. Bring back Sunny Kiss. Love me some Sunny Kiss. Me too, man. And I don't mind saying this. What an ass. <laughs> Makes me jealous. I got, I got none. Like, Give me a little. Can I get some of that, please? A little bit. Come on. That ash is some yeah. some <laughs> some hard work and dedication on that ash. Well, like I mentioned earlier, that, that was pretty much in the news. It was kind of a slow news week, except that huge story that kind of developed everything. So at the end of the news here. You mentioned it during my uh, introduction. You want to debut a new segment here? Oh, my gosh. I am beyond excited to debut a new segment. Um, this is completely new, guys. Uh, Michael J. Putty, I'm sure uh, on the editing part, maybe you could create some like cool music to go along with it. Probably won't do that. You know, um, or maybe do like like one of like a Michael J. Putty original tune. You know? how, about, uh, how about Mark Schwann singing Backstreet Boys? <laughs> can never get enough of that. Maybe that could be the intro to this new segment. You want it that way. You want it that way, right? Yeah. <laughs> I want it that way. 
But ladies and gentlemen, SOW Shot of Wrestling probably presents to you for your consideration. Uh, you know, during our conversations when we're at the bar, we're drinking, we're having shots, or sometimes when we're just hanging out in the studio, we uh, do what a lot of you guys do. You know, we we talk about a lot of the talent that is out there and we're like you know i i want to see this match or why don't they put these two people together or you know me at an indie show we're like yo that guy is so good you know who i would like to see him with like see him with this guy over here so this is what it's going to be we're gonna be match builders bookers uh and just put it out there in the universe for your consideration and this week To kick off the series for your consideration, we have two champions who have never faced each other in the ring and who I think would just have a classic clinic in a wrestling ring would be a main event at any independent show. I'm piquing your interest, aren't I, Michael J. Putty? I'm piquing it. I can tell. I mean, I'm re-watching SmackDown because he's on my TV. So Bailey's on my TV. So you both... My interest is kind of peak two ways here. <laughs> so while we're speaking about champions, I'm speaking about uh, the BCW champion, Darius Carter. And I would love to see him in a match with the standalone wrestling heavyweight champion, Mr. Sean Donovan. These are two guys who have that old school kind of feel to them. Tough brawlers, technicians in the ring are great storytellers. And I have to say kudos to Sean Donovan, who his promo work is above anyone else's. The dude speaks the truth, and I love it. I love it. What do you think about this matchup, Michael J. Putty, for your consideration? I mean, I thought it would be – I mean, it sounds awesome on paper. sounds awesome. I think in the ring it's going to be even more awesome. Darius Carter is somebody who's a – he can have a match with a mop, and I'll still give you my money to watch it. <laughs> so him with somebody the likes of Sean Donovan I can't imagine how awesome that would be how many hits on YouTube that'll, that'll get that'll raise some eyes on the Fed and uh, AW and Impact to say the least two guys again I'm surprised haven't been signed somewhere yet so this is what we're going to do each week hopefully when I get back uh, we'll, we'll come up with new matches new things to do and uh, we'll, we'll put it out like I said out in the universe and hopefully one day at a show, we may see one of these matches from a shot of wrestling for your consideration. I mean, just throwing it out there, I know he doesn't like the indies, but if Braun Strowman signs to the indies, I would love to see, for your consideration, Braun Strowman versus Marcus D. Schwann. <laughs> just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Uh, we we can book it. I hear his uh, rate is pretty uh, expensive. Mark Schwann's? Yeah, tell me about it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Anyway, like, we have a full week of TV to get into, Mark. Um, Mark, of course I have it. Green Man, <laughs> did you watch all the TVs? I know you're busy. You got your own schedule. You got the foot. Did you watch a lot of TV this week or just caught some, what you could? I'm, I'm still catching up with it, but uh, I did get to see a lot of it. All right, let's, let's get into some TV takedown. It's time for this week's TV takedown. All right, Mr. Green Man, this week started off with hell. In a cell. I asked if you watched it. He told me an interesting story. I can't wait for you to share it. Well, Michael J. Putty, um, I actually, it was the first time that I really have gone back to a bar. Yeah. Uh, like a bar bar. 
where there were like a good amount of people there. I, I headed out to Legends in New York City, uh, right in Midtown for the Jobber Tears uh, a watch party for uh, Hell in a Cell. Uh, they had a nice little setup. I went alone. Uh, the reason I, I, I was able to make it is I got out of work late and I missed my train. And I was just like, oh, fuck, you know, what am I going to do? And then I was like, hey, there's a bar nearby right by Penn Station. It's going to be able to watch some wrestling. So I decided to spend the extra two hours waiting for my train watching uh, Hell in a Cell. Uh, it was nice to get back with the wrestling fans. It's such an easy, we're such an easy crew to kind of mingle with. Mm-hmm. You know, like you put wrestling up on a TV and, and two wrestling fans are just going to naturally start talking stuff. And usually what they're going to end up start talking is like, oh, what's going to happen? Or, you know, who do we like? Who we did not like? Or who's going to do a pop in or things like that. So uh, shout out to to Jobber Tears podcast who had that great watch party. And uh, that's where I watch Hell in a Cell. Awesome. How was it? So it was your first time being indoors at a bar. Were you a little nervous? Was it ever, were people wearing masks? Was it? Were you comfortable? Did you not care? Like, oh. You know what? Well, I'm vaccinated. Um, I did go in with a mask. Uh, I kept my distance from everybody. There was, like, this one dude who was, like, very friendly. So, like, he came and ordered his drink by me and then kind of just stuck around and started talking to me. And, like, I little, little by little bit started just scooting myself to kind of keep my distance. I like this, this like, social distancing, yeah, by the way. I don't like people on top of me. No. Um, I never did. Uh, it's not my style. Uh, so like, I, let's go to a bar where we could just be six feet apart and still have a conversation and watch some wrestling. What did you think uh, of Helen's cell overall? Beginning to end. I thought it was a good show. Uh, I think match of the night started off Bianca Belair versus Bailey. That was a great match. Love how they use all these weapons. They feel like a really intense personal rivalry. Um, I loved how they used her hair frequently. Tying it to the chair, mm-hmm. tying it to the ropes, tying it to their hand. They were very creative. Yeah, because you don't get penalized for pulling someone's hair if they have dreadlocks or long hair in the NFL. And she has this long-ass hair. It's, yeah, yeah, use it. Tie it to something. Use it to your advantage. Bailey's a smart-ass woman. And that ending, with that kiss of death onto that ladder, it was a huge spot. looked very painful, right? And that, the way the ladder just crumpled up after it. What a, what a decisive, awesome way to end that match. Good job to both women. I thought the uh, the main event was uh, one of the things that drew me in into the show. Uh, people were really hyped about uh, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. I thought more than than they would be. Uh, I think Bobby Lashley is doing a great job of becoming a very believable champion. And I think uh, I was talking it with, with someone at the bar. I was like, you know, if if McIntyre does lose, he needs to go to the bottom of the list. Like I. Like, he had a shot, and, like, his new storyline needs to be, like, how do I get myself back into the main event? You know, like, do I have to face jobbers? Do I have to face, like, you know, handicap matches? Like, what do I have to do to get back in there? You know, because a lot of times we talk about, you know, in storytelling is, you know, the chase for someone being champion is so much better than when they actually become champions so i would love to see that chase again for mcintyre so there was rumors going around that big e would face roman reigns at wrestlemania so during our conversation during the show me and mark were talking about it. i felt it was too soon it would kill any momentum he has because he's not going to win so the, hold off i think he should win money in the bank let him hold the briefcase nice. for a while and mm-hmm. then he can cash it in i'm still going with that i still think biggie should win money in the bank 
rumors he's going to go back to Raw, and him versus Bobby Lash will be a great feud. Two big powerhouse. Ooh, very nice. But then tonight, I'm also thinking about the same thing you were thinking about, Drew McIntyre. I'm like, he can't face Bobby Lashley anymore. So I hope he doesn't like win Money in the Bank and like cash in on like Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I don't want to see that. I've had enough of Drew McIntyre. I would love to see, before we eliminate McIntyre from Money in the Bank, I would like to see him in that match. And I would like to see that storyline build out of him feeling like that's his only way back into the main event. And no, then coming yeah. down to him and Big E on a ladder, and and then Big E gets it. You know that would be that would be cool. cool. Yeah, I don't mind. I still want him to win and get being pushed back into the main event only on a different show. Right. Him. So I'm still pulling for Big E. I think Big E versus Bobby Lashley would be a great feud and storyline. But um, yeah, enough with Drew McIntyre. Go back to the line. Let's see him get some, some feuds, or again start from the bottom and work his way back up. Right. Right. I don't like the end of the Charlotte Flair Ray Ripley. I've seen many people use the table lid like that before and not get disqualified again is ray ripley a heel like what's going on here make up your damn mind <laughs> anyway that's why a, a lot of people that was a, a that match had a lot of conversation in the area uh so it was interesting to see people like be excited that the that, that rhea ripley was was being more heelish or and then charlotte flair was more like the baby face and there were like People who are like looking forward to seeing Charlotte Flair as a baby face, and then people are like, "Why are they doing this?" Yeah. So that's the other good thing about being at a watch party is like you get people's uh, reactions, and a lot of times the things you're thinking in your mind, people are just saying it aloud, which is really cool. I did obviously looking at that match, you could see that you know they want to turn Charlotte Flair into a baby face, just probably because you, you see more money in that. I hope not. But she's just a natural heel. Yeah. I think she's just a great heel. I don't think she needs to, she needs it. And I love it antagonizing people also. Yeah. You know. <laughs> so like if someone's doing something heelish, I'm like, but but that's what they have to do under any means necessary. It's not that she's a good person or a bad person. She wants to keep her title. Yep. She has to do whatever it takes. That's what it means to be a champion. If you had a prized possession like a championship like that, you would do whatever it takes. And that's all she's doing. Doesn't mean she's bad. Doesn't she mean she's good? She's resourceful is what she is. So that was Hell in a Cell 2021, the very last pay-per-view inside the Thunderdome. Next time we're on pay-per-view in three weeks, will be Money in the Bank. Again, in front of a live crowd. Should be interesting. Can't wait for that. Are you ready to return to a wrestling show? I'm okay. I'm right. I'm not in a rush. Apparently, MS- no, no rush. W is going to come back to MSG in November. I'll reevaluate that that time. So we'll see how it goes. I'm looking forward to that at eight. AEW show, though, in Queens, in our hometown over here. Arthur Ashe Stadium, yeah. TV this week. What is your takedown? I mean, so I watched fully NXT, and I totally agree with you, and thank you for for your consideration of of guiding me and saying, you know, you got to watch the NXT product. I think everybody's being used very wisely. Um, It has a great flow. Uh, A lot of uh, the loyalty. One of the things that that I like about NXT is a lot of people's characters blend into each other without being like, oh, I'm a good guy, so I only could hang out with good guys, or I'm a bad guy, so I could only hang out with bad guys. Like, there's reasoning why people are interacting with each other behind the scenes. There's reasons why people are are shooting something in in the parking lot together, you know, like, because it's building towards something. And I like the slow build to it. Like, it's not just so 
right away that it's happening. You know, I had some nice surprises, uh, so uh, nice returns, great solid matches. So kudos to the NXT product. And, you know, that was going to be my TV takedown, just really breaking down NXT and how great the whole show was from beginning to end until tonight. We're shooting our show on a Friday night. And if you watch SmackDown, the return of Edge has to be talked about. You know, the guy has been away for a while. He comes back, and just when you think, like, who's going to step up against the head of the table? Edge. I mean, come on. Yeah, awesome. That was well done. And when I heard earlier this week that Edge is going to come back for SummerSlam, Edge maybe it's versus Seth Rollins. And so when Paul Heyman mentioned Edge, we haven't seen him since WrestleMania, I'm like, yeah, where is Edge? Like, he said he's not going to be a part-timer. He said he's going to be back full-time. Like, when's he coming back? I then his music hit. I'm like, oh, damn. I guess he's coming back now. <laughs> and I, was talking about, I think we were talking about last week. It's hard to be surprised these days in wrestling. And this was a huge surprise. It was great. Yeah. No one saw that coming. So good. So good. So Edge versus Roman Reigns at Money in the Bank. Should be a good match. Yeah, I think so. I think also the this is a, a different uh, Roman Reigns. So even if... Two years ago, I would have said Reigns and, and uh, Edge is, I, I wouldn't want to see that, really? you know, but two years have passed. Roman Reigns has evolved his character and who he is and how he operates and how he maneuvers himself in the ring. So to Edge coming back and seeing what he's done with Randy Orton, you know, like I, it, I just, it's going to be a great match. Some may say the greatest match of all time. The WrestleMania 37 match was pretty good. The triple threat. And then we got to see mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns one-on-one. So I'm excited to see Edge versus Roman Reigns one-on-one. And it um, should be a good match. Absolutely. Absolutely. What was your TV takedown? I got several just to run the gamut. All, most of it NXT. The Kyle O'Reilly versus Kushida match. What an awesome match. I'm not big high in both these guys, but that match like stole the show. What a great, entertaining, just sucks you win. Beginning to end. I'm like, oh, okay, let me watch this match. Like, I didn't want to turn away. One of the things that I liked about that, and this is why I was really going to praise the entire product of NXT, was they were consistently mentioning, like, this is your main event. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, the, you know, stay tuned because coming up, you know, these two guys who have had epic matches in Japan, you know, are going to come back together. Like, you're going to witness something special. Like, they really, the commentators did a great job at really building the excitement for that main event. So when it came, and this is, again, me, someone who hasn't been in tune with the product as much. So from beginning to be built up to that, I thought kudos to the commentating team uh, and really building the excitement for that main event. Oh, a frequent topic on the show. The NXT commentary team is one of the best in the business right now. They do a great job over there. Speaking of doing great jobs, I think uh, NXT is doing a great job creating tag teams for the women's division. That melee there, mm. it's something you don't see on the main roster. WWE isn't really doing a good job creating women tag teams, but somehow NXT is doing a good job. And now we got a triple threat match for the number one contender. I can't imagine a triple threat for the number one contender in like Raw or SmackDown at all. I can't even think of tag teams. Mm-hmm. So I think NXT is doing, also doing a good job with that. It's like NXT, anything that is wrong with the main product, NXT kind of takes in. It's like, oh, so you don't think women tag team wrestling could get over. Okay, let me show you how it's done. Yeah. You know? Oh, okay, I see what you're doing. Okay, so you don't think, like, small guys could get over. Let me show you how it's done. Yep. Okay? So 
it's like they're really taking the criticism that a lot of people have between about Raw and SmackDown and saying, you know, that's the challenge over there. Let's see what we could do over here. So it so it doesn't feel like that's a challenge. And if you don't mind me perving out for a second, Electra Lopez. Whoa, who is she? Smoke show. Hello there. Hello there. My fire alarm went off. It's like amazing. I had a father on Instagram right away because yes, I do that. Um, yeah, beautiful, beautiful woman. I hope we see more of her. We knew she was going to lose. You know, she, she didn't get swashed, which is good. <sighs> but um, wow, where the hell has she come from? Hello there. She's been in the independent scene a lot in, in our area before the pandemic. Uh, once AEW opened up, she was in AEW Dark. She was uh, also, I believe, early on in the AEW days, she was also doing um, a ring announcement for them. Oh, really? uh, so she definitely has had a lot of opportunity. Uh, we haven't seen her for a while. So it's nice to see that she's getting that opportunity now with NXT. So, yeah, she's uh, very skilled, trained in uh, – I believe in the, the Russell Russell Factory. I looked her in up. Jersey. I looked her up. She was also Bobby Lashley's first wife during the uh, Bobby Lashley Lana wedding. Yes, yes, I like, oh, yes. Oh, I, I, knew her from. I thought she looked familiar. <laughs> but after weeks of questioning, weeks of wondering what the hell is going on, Diamond Mine debuted. What are your thoughts on Diamond Mine and how they debuted? Who was the, the that guy who returned? Roderick Strong, right? Roderick Strong, Mr. Rust. I forgot his first name. Uh-huh. And some tall Asian dude. I didn't give his name. I don't know who he is. Led by Malcolm Bivens. Uh, I got a, a mixed emotions about it. Okay. Let me tell you why. Because Roderick Strong. Oh, I'm sorry. Was we're, part we're, of... we're out of time. Oh, okay. No. So thank you so much for joining us today. <laughs> no, I, think, I, I was thinking the same thing. I think you know where you're going. But I think I was thinking the same thing. Go ahead. Roderick Strong was a part of a faction already, uh, a very successful faction. So to put him back in a faction, it doesn't doesn't feel like the the brand believes that he's a great single stars or he could do something on his own. Um, but in the same respect, I do, because he was in a faction, I'm like, hey, that is a great acquisition. Someone who's already a team player, who's been very successful at building something with a group, let's bring him on into, uh, into this group to make them better. And obviously you could see that, that Roger Sean looks more of the leader yeah, uh, more of the Adam Cole of this group. So I'm very interested to see it, but mixed emotions about it. I am not comparing them at all. It's night and day. So don't send me any hate mail. Don't at me. But I saw Roderick Strong front and center. I assumed he's going to be the leader of this group now. The quote-unquote veteran leading these two young guys reminded me of what they did with Randy Orton. Randy Orton's part of Evolution. Mm-hmm. Then they gave him Legacy. Here, you lead these two young guys and see what happens. And he did a great job leading them. So I'm curious to see how Roger Strong will be as a leader of this group. Although they have that Malcolm Bivens guy. So is he the leader or is Roger Strong the leader? Either way, I'll tune in next week to find out what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Good job, NXT, man. Good show to watch. Again, we're recording the show Friday, June 25th. This week, AEW is on Saturday. So we won't, won't be talking about AEW this week. Oh, my God. They're, they're all over the place. Like, they're getting the short end on the stick right now. They are because they have the NBA playoffs, which are on TNT. I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I don't don't know why they're not going over to TBS. Uh, yes, yes. Because they're partners, they, and if something's, if something's on here, they, they'll simulcast it on different... A lot of networks do that. So I don't know why they're not just doing it Wednesday nights on TBS, because there's nothing on TBS Wednesday nights except reruns of some old cartoon or TV show. Right. So I thought right. that was a stupid idea, but what do I know? 
you know, but the other thing uh, that they could be that may be beneficial for them is because they are such a new product. They don't have the pressure uh, of holding up the ratings. Like maybe you have to hold up the ratings wherever you go. I think the strategy could have been like, you know, hey, you guys are new in the game. This could be a great opportunity for you to gain more audience on a Friday night. Like whoever watches TNT on a random Friday will now see like, what's this AEW thing all about? Whoever watches TNT on a Saturday is now looking like to see, oh, what is this? You know? So it's a good opportunity to, to gain more viewership uh, just because I don't think they have the pressure of holding on to the ratings as like a Raw or SmackDown or, or you know, have that burden to do. Well, I think it might be over because now the playoffs are down to four teams, the Eastern and Western Finals. The next two weeks, according to my TV guide, is AW's back on Wednesday nights. So I think it might be back to normal now. So let's see what I do with the ratings-wise. Anyway, with that being said, Rayman, let's get into some go-home thoughts. What do you got for me this week? Whew. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for always welcoming me back to Shot of Wrestling. It always feels like home around here. Good when you're here um, your family. Shout out, to, shout out to Marcus Schwan the third. Oh, uh, the fourth. The fourth? Okay. So... Uh, shout out to him uh, in Hollywood's Corner. Uh, if you have not followed us on YouTube yet, please take the opportunity to go and subscribe. Uh, Mark has uh, some great guests of interviews. This past week, he had Danny Limelight. The week before, he had Shane Fair, and Shane Fair was talking about basketball, which leads me to talk about a little bit of basketball. Michael J. Putty, I've been announced as the assistant coach to the Faces team for basketball. Why the faces? Beyond you're not, you're humbled face. and excited. You're what not, was that? You're not a face. You're not a face. Everyone well, hates you. Everyone, boo, everyone boos you. They, everyone th- they throw shit at you. You should be heel, man. And that's not, and assistant, assistant is not your title. Isn't it something else? Oh, I'm an, I'm an ass coach. The ass coach, yeah. I'm an ass coach. <laughs> Listen, um, I, I would be on humbled and honored to be uh, working with Shane. Shane has a vision for what this basketball is. he It's his brainchild, and I'm just happy to be a spoke on the wheel on it, but he's doing a great job, and this event is really going to go down as one of the best events from this summer. So please take the time to go out and get your tickets for basketball. It's going to be on August 1st in New Jersey as ass coach for the heat, for the faces. We have a stacked team, man. A stack team. We have El Oso Blanco, Lou Bruno, also known, uh, previously known as the Middle Lands Monster. That dude's a giant. We have Casey Navarro. We have Saiva Saba, uh, Ariella Nix. Uh, we have KTB. We have Ryan T. Like, the list, like, we, we got a stack roster. So I don't know how the heck the, the heels are going to prevail over us. There is no way. You don't know anything about basketball or brawling. How'd you get this job? Listen, I knew you were going to say that. I knew that's where you were going to go. Let, yeah, let's not bring up my resume. Listen, just like I was green in this professional wrestling business and I was green into podcasting. Yeah, you know what? I'm a little green in basketball. How many, peri- how many periods are in a basketball game? Four. Jesus. Surprise you on that one, huh? They're not, they're not period. They're quarters. They're quarters. <laughs> Correct, I'm zero. 
trick question. But listen, being an assistant coach is not about knowing the game. Yes, being an assistant coach is about knowing your players and knowing how to get to your players to deliver what you need them to deliver, how to motivate them, how to inspire them, how to be there for them. If they need water, guess who's going to be there? Their ass coach. That's who's going to be there. If they're a little sweaty, guess who's going to be here? Their ass coach. If they need words of inspiration that gets them back into that court to obliviate and demolish the heel team, who's going to be there for them? The ass coach. Who's the head coach? A uh, good, a good friend of ours, Shane Fair. Oh, you're awesome. I mean, me and Shane are we're it's, we're just a perfect team. We're like peanut butter and jelly, and we're gonna create this synergy that the heels team could not battle at all. Good luck, Shane Fair. You're going to need it. <laughs> um, but also, shout out to Shane Fair and everybody who uh, watched the uh, auction that recently happened. Thanks to the Bob Culture Podcast this past week on Facebook. Uh, everybody who bought things, uh, you helped raise uh, over $700. So I know Shane wanted to raise 5000 for the Miracle League of Mercer County. Uh, so he is a lot closer to that. I think they're approaching $4,000. Uh, so just a little bit over $1,000 more to go. For the goal, uh, you could go to the GoFundMe page, support uh, Basket Brawl. This is something unique that's never been done before. It's heels versus faces on August 1st. I'm looking forward to it. Maybe maybe next year it could be basic brawl. And you could be the the, the ass coach because you used to be a – didn't you used to be like a baseball coach back in the day? Back in the day, yeah. Down a lifetime ago. So maybe that could be next next year. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Ace Brawl. I mentioned, I'm re-watching SmackDown again because I need something on my TV while we're doing the show. Uh-huh. And Seth Rollins went into the office to talk to uh, the authority. And when mm-hmm. he left, do you notice when he left, he goes, it's my time now? Oh. Okay. Is that a John Cena reference? John Cena coming back soon? Mm. Okay. I saw, I saw. Well, they've been bringing up a lot of John Cena references, too, because then you saw... Um... I want to say Christian Casanova, but um, uh, Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, that's right. With his aggression. With his uh, John Cena nod on NXT with ruthless aggression. Yep. You know, so, you know, they they are teasing that the dude's coming back. Speaking of coming back. Uh, one more thing on my on my final thoughts, Michael J. Putting, uh, before we hear uh, what, what you got on deck. But uh, congratulations to our good friends at Wrestling IQ 101, who are going to be celebrating their 200th episode. So shout out to them. I know these milestones are not easy. It's not easy pulling off a consistent product, especially in podcasts in a world where everybody has a podcast. But shout out to our good friends, Derek and Andrew over and who, at Wrestling you IQ. Yeah, I, 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 I can agree with that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a bitch. <laughs> so both of them. to the heart and soul of a shot of wrestling, uh, what are your final thoughts? Congratulations to them. 200 is not easy to do. Again, because a lot of people think they can do a podcast and they'll do it and then just like give up because it's not fucking easy to do week in and week out. So congratulations to them. I know they're down in Atlantic City for Boardwalk Buds right now. Yeah, everybody's smoking up. Hope they're having a good time down there. Speaking of having a good time and coming back, next week Mark Schwann will not be here again. He is going away to Nashville with his wife for the 4th of July weekend, which made me realize it's the 4th of July weekend. So next week we won't be here as well. We're going to take the weekend off next weekend. We will be back weekend of the 10th and 11th 
So I uh, hope uh, I need a break. Let's take a weekend off. Nice, relaxing weekend. Recharge the batteries. We'll come back stronger and uh, better than ever. Can't wait. Nice, nice weekend off. Oh, golden. Can't wait. Oh, talking about how hard it is to do. You appreciate your weekends off. It's fantastic. That's right. Wish me luck on my surgery this upcoming week. I will be going into surgery this Wednesday uh, for my ankle. I'm going to get some Have you ever had surgery, and... surgery before? I've, I've never broken anything in my in my 39 years on this planet. So Have you I'm ever... a little nervous and a little bit, uh, I don't know how to feel about this. Have you ever been put under before? Never. Oh, man. Lucky. It's fantastic. <laughs> really? I, I tell everybody <laughs> it's the best feeling in the world. I fucking love it so much. Really? Because I'm not a good sleeper. Okay. So to get that time like of that deep hard solid night sleep it's fucking fantastic man i mean you wake up feeling drunk but that drunk feeling wears off soon but it's just you feel so like i won't do that again bro okay i I really hope that that i enjoy it as much as you're you're portraying it to me i had this like horrible feeling last night where i don't know if this ever has happened to you but like my mind awoke but my body was asleep Mm mm-hmm so, like, my mind was trying to tell my body, wake up. Yeah, yeah. Like, move your arm. Like, sit up so you could go to the bathroom. And, like, my body was not responding. It was the craziest, weirdest feeling ever. And then once I actually was able to, like, it was hard. It was really, like, I had to, like, focus so hard because, like, my mind was awake. But I couldn't move my body. It was like I was paralyzed in a way. And, like, it like I finally got my myself to move, and I was like, "Oh God, I hope this is not how it feels when I go under." That's yeah, called sleep paralysis. I don't know if you were just dreaming it or if it was a real thing, but yeah, that's a, that's, that's a thing. Sleep paralysis is a thing. Sleep paralysis? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's it's not yeah, a good feeling. I, I, I telling, I was, was I telling Mark about this? I, I don't know, but I've I've had several procedures. I've gone on several times, under several times, and usually I just I don't like needles. I, I, I just it's a very uneasy feeling. So usually I just lay there with my eyes closed. The anesthesiologist talked to you about it, and then next thing you know, you're waking up. What I started doing is keeping my eyes open. So I'm, I'm laying there, and the, my eyes are open, and I'm looking at everything. The guys are talking to me. And uh, next thing you know, you feel all this tingling, warm sensation envelop your face. It's Thank fucking – and then next thing you know, you're waking up. Like, it, it's just so so lucky. <laughs> I'm getting put under in July for another procedure. I cannot wait. Oh my god! It's the best. It's just such, uh, again, maybe because I'm biased because I just don't sleep well, and it's great to have like at least an hour or half hour of solid, solid deep sleep. But yeah, good luck, man. Have fun. <laughs> Thanks for making me feel a little bit better about it. No uh, yeah. So hopefully, when we get back together, we'll have better results on how I'm feeling, how things are going. Uh, enjoy the fourth. Um, if plans? you are listening to the podcast, uh, please uh, support your independent wrestling shows uh we have cat casanova valentine is doing his uh yearly show out in brooklyn no ring deathmatch show and the polycult party four is coming back on july 3rd so please check them out um and have a good and safe july 4th weekend any plans or are you just be hopped up with your foot uh, I, I mean, my plans originally were, you know, I was working on July 4th, now I'm not. Uh, and since it's post-surgery, I got to take it day by day and see how, how things are. All right, good luck. Yeah, thanks, brother. Godspeed. Enjoy that fucking nap, man. <laughs> so, for Green Man, 
I have been your host at Market Day Putty until two weeks. Enjoy the fourth. Putty out. Hey, baby, I hear the bell ringing, hip tosses and body slams. Oh, my. And maybe you seem a bit confused. Yeah, baby. But I got you pinned. Ha, 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 ha. But I don't know what to do when I see them with that golden case. They're cashing it in. Authority all in my face. What is a man to do? Good night, everybody.